Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Who doesn't love shopping at Target? Did you know the all-new Target Circle is the free and easy way to get the most deals at Target? And when you pay with your Target Circle card, you can save an extra 5% your way every day. But wait, there's more. Now you've got a new way to save with Target Circle 360. With unlimited same-day delivery, Target Circle 360 is the fastest way to get your order to your door or someone else's. Right now, sign up for Target Circle 360 for just $49 for your first year of membership. That's $50 off the regular price. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. For 5% discount, restrictions apply. See program rules in-store or at Target.com slash Circle Card. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I am all in. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, so uh, here we are, guys. I finally have my mic. Oh, you sound amazing coming That sounds better, right? Canada. How it is sounds, Canada? It's it's a lovely place, and the people are lovely. That's that's the word I'm using now for that's Canadians. Sweet. They, they are, are very, very they are nice. lovely. Yeah, they are ver- really nice people. What's and the weather there in Nova Scotia? It's summery and it's warm. Yeah, it's hot and humid. It's like 85, 80, 75. It's really nice. Yeah. Oh, humidity is rough. Well, yeah. I mean, look, when you're working, we were working downtown. <laughs> 
Halifax yesterday and it was it was a little muggy, but it was okay, you know. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to this episode. How about um, the big one? Let's, you know, Tara, kick All us right. off and we'll get into this. Take over for Danielle since she's out today. Oh yeah, um, Danielle's on a plane, everybody. She's coming yeah. back from New York. She'll be here next week. Yeah. So this is season three, episode 16. The big one air date was February 25th, 2003. Uh, the synopsis is Lorelai and Rory are anxiously awaiting Rory's acceptance letter from Harvard and surprisingly get more than what she expected. Paris takes a big relationship step forward with Jamie, but a step back when it comes to Harvard. Meanwhile, the two of them have to team up to give a speech for Chilton's Bicentennial, Max is back in the picture as Lorelai runs into him at the pharmacy and speech event. But is he really over her? Mm. Okay, I'm just going to say this. And then I'm going to let you, Amy, take us through this. Okay, but I just want to say this at the top of the podcast. This episode was flawless. I agree. Flawless. There wasn't. There wasn't a hole. There wasn't. Uh, I totally agree. I mean, it was one of the best experiences I've had uh, of viewing any kind of an episode, and definitely, I think it's my number one Gilmore oh episode God. so far. I'm so, I, I feel I the same, and we uh, did not talk. We did not talk last night right. to see if each other liked it. Mm-mm. I at the end walked out of my bedroom into the yeah. kitchen and said. Yeah. Well, that's how you do it. That's wow. how you do it. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> bang. That's like, were we, Amy, were we separated at birth? Do you think maybe something? What's going on? I think on? so, because that was. Wow. Everything. Everything. That is and, how you balance the humor, which was constant and great with a little bit of drama. Not a lot of drama. It had the right tone, you know, a little bit. Um Interesting that Emily was not in this episode. I even know though she, that was. Even though she was in the episode because they referred to her, she wasn't. Right. We didn't see her. Yeah. And I don't know if it was a relief or what it, it, I don't know if Emily, you know, it makes me question whether when Emily comes on screen, everybody gets tense. Mm. You know, what, what, what physiological effect she has on an audience. Wow, but, that is mm. interesting. I look forward to it, but I loved, and here's what we're talking about character rehab. When I when I texted you, I said, "Ask me about this because it especially applies for Richard and Paris, who mm-hmm. I just I I thought Ed Herman oh. gave the performance of so all time in this episode, and and it, and it wasn't even super dramatic. It was just sort of his comedy skills nuanced, were just beautiful. But and, bravo, yeah. Liza Weil is that how you say her last name? Yeah, Paris Geller. Mm-hmm. That, I mean that performance." Bravo. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that was so amazing. Keep going yeah. about, about Ed Herman, but we'll get to it. Well, let, why, why don't you take us through the episode and, and I'll get to that stuff. I don't want to just talk about what I love so much about the episode right at the top. So let, let's That's spread it out a little bit. You we'll know just what I mean? go through it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the first scene, we sort of get the setup that, oh my gosh, the college acceptances are coming. Mm-hmm. And then we encounter postman Kirk, <laughs> which was always has a new job. Right. <laughs> and but, always sort of floundering at it. Right. But a big episode right off the top because this is what Lorelai's been doing for 17 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting her ready to get to Harvard. You know, I mean, this is like a and it was the big one. That's the big episode. The big one. It yes. was. 
Keep going. And some funny lines where they, you know, Lorelai says something to the effect of, if it's big, you're in. If it's little, you'll have to marry rich. Just very quick lines. Yeah, and then we also stuff. learn that Mrs. Rita Flora has died. Mm-hmm. She must be a Stars Hollow town member. We didn't really know. You so know, I'm going to Google Rita Flora. That's got to be an historical reference somehow. Maybe. I don't know. I just assumed she was someone that lived in the town that Kirk had her mail. And they call him Santa, which I thought was funny. And his shirt says mail carrier. So, you know, I love Kirk as the as the postman. I thought that was all great. Mm -hmm. So we go from there to Luke's, which was quite a significant scene because we learn there are new menus because of Nicole. Mm-hmm. And that he's still with Nicole. Like we haven't yeah. heard about Nicole in a, and in a and it, and it spawned one of the the the, the great lines. You've been menu whipped. <laughs> <laughs> that was a brilliant Luke Lorelai scene. Yeah, yeah. Because they are just ping ponging like we love. Obviously, they <laughs> love each other. Even though what was the, what was the menu item that Monte um, Cristo Monte Cristo Monte Cristo sandwich? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I love no, that it was on the menu just because it was, too, I, maybe I could order it. Not that well, I ever have. They said it's, yeah. a, um, it's a conversation piece. You've right. eliminated a conversation piece. Right. I actually didn't know what a Monte Cristo was. I had the- Oh, they're so good. What it's kind of like a, is it like a reverse grilled cheese mm. with ham? It's got tomato and ham and cheese. I what is think it has tomato. Huh? Hold on. Yeah, I'll, I don't know if it has, you know, croque monster. What? I don't know how you say that. Croque there's Monsoor? A, yeah, they, I looked it up. So so there's like a sandwich that's on menus. Well. Croque Monsoor, which I think is a mm-hmm. fancy way of saying grilled mm-hmm. cheese. I think the Monte Cristo is like deep the fried. deep fried. It's, yeah, yeah deep it's with ham, deep turkey, fried. and Swiss cheese. Ooh, that's and it's dipped one. in egg batter. Oh, yes, that's and that's deep oh. fried. Yeah. So, so bad for you, but so good. Yeah, yeah. so good. I don't time. know that I've ever had a Monte Cristo. Oh, I've had one. I've had one. Oh, yes. Do they? Where we're gonna need to track down? They have where, some, at, Amy. They have some at Disneyland. I was gonna. Say, oh I my god! Disneyland. I knew Tar. I was gonna say Disneyland. Yeah, that's <laughs> where, where I had it. Where? It, um, it's at. Uh, I mean, it's like if you want location. In New Orleans Square. Correct. New Orleans yeah. Square, and you can dip it in like um. Blue Bayou. Like, like a Blue Bayou oh, is a restaurant. The Blue Bayou. But they now serve it outside of the Blue Bayou. So you don't have to make a reservation. You can just order it and get it. And they have like a jelly, like a jam that you can dip it in. Oh, it's so good. Mm. Maybe oh. I should go. Maybe next time, like you're here, Amy, I should go get one and like bring it to you. Well, Wait a minute. Where, where are you? You're, where are you near Disneyland? I'm in where San Francisco. She's in LA. So she yeah. could go to Disneyland. Wait, Tar, are you going to Disneyland? Maybe we need to make a video of you eating the. I mean, maybe, I, maybe, I have an annual pass. I oh, go yeah. Can you go? Can you yeah. go? This? Okay, great. I'm and going on you, Saturday. <laughs> oh, great. Can you film yourself and yep. doing the Monte Cristo so we sure. can put it on the Instagram? Sure. Yeah. Oh, Excellent. nice. Okay. Excellent. Well, okay. So, Scott, mm-hmm. what do you think? Scott, what does Scott think about the fact that Luke kind of did what Nicole wanted, added salads and did new menus? What does Scott think of that? I think that um, <laughs> I think so the ready. seeds of doom have been planted <laughs> because I mean, because Lorelai, Lorelai's level of ridicule is the bellwether for his life. 
isn't it? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my God. I so agree. It's like, yeah, oh yeah. no, he's adding salads. They'll yeah. be over. So it's going to be over. That's what I thought too. Said, this because is the, Luke yeah. doesn't, even though he's doing it, he's probably doing it to be sweet. He really right. likes her. Right. No. Lorelai would never, ever, no. ever make Luke add salads to the menu. And that's why he got so irritated <laughs> because he knows he's in the wrong relationship. It wasn't a conversation about the menu. It was a conversation about you're in, you're with the wrong girl. Right. I'm the right girl. All right. subconscious, right? All subliminal. I totally agree. Yeah. Right. Like I would basically she's saying I wouldn't try to change you. Right. Exactly. So, you know what I loved about that scene? Mm. The subtlety. They get the menus. This looks different. <laughs> like so <laughs> subtle and then you're like hey. it's like are we at luke's what's happening here you know <laughs> and then she's like but i had all my doodles and then Luke right. says, these new menus the plastic is to discourage the doodling i mean to me i thought it was like i loved the whole scene yeah yeah it was great it was, it was oh great. and then oh my god what is the part where they say girlfriend and you say no Nicole is the woman I am dating. Right. That's right. it. Which right. is yeah. like also just telling me this woman is going to be gone. Oh. Soon. Yeah, she's she's gonna be gone soon. That that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. She's she's having an undue influence on, yeah. on on Luke. And that and, and Lorelai has to leap into action and make sure she writes the ship. Yes. You know? And yes. If, re really, I don't know if it's so much yes. uh, born of her wanting to be with him. It's just really like her world is built around these things. Right. Like, and they don't can't try change. to change Luke. Don't, this no, is not happening. No, no. Right. Uh, right. You know what I think is kind of interesting? Hmm. So, you know, at in and out there's like secret menu items. Why weren't no the salads just, why can't Nicole just order the salad? Like, did it have to be on the menu? <laughs> <laughs> because you know i don't know she's an attorney she maybe she just wants to take over she's looking at luke and she's beginning like maybe his clothes will change too he'll dress oh, differently God. now you know what i mean maybe she's yes. suggesting why do you wear the hat all the time you know oh. now if that came off i mean all hell would break loose it's but, just uh, over Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So we now go from Luke Steiner. Yeah. To Chilton. God, now I'm really really hungry. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? So we learn... There's a new teacher, which I didn't know. I didn't recognize that teacher. Yeah, mm-hmm. me either. And then mm-hmm. we learn that there is the Chilton Bicentennial celebration and there's the speech competition. Right. Brad Langford has returned. <laughs> um, who got the hickey? Which That is- was uh, Louise. Okay. No, that was, uh, it's Louise and what are their names? Madeline. Louis- <laughs> Madeline. It was, I think Louise. it was Louise. Yeah, Louise yeah. got the hickey. Yeah. Uh, and we learned that this the, the winner of the speech sort of competition will be on C-SPAN, which right. I love, like C-SPAN. Right. Right. I'm jumping ahead, but I love Richard's love of the vote. In the, yeah. Like, literally, he's all, oh, it's fascinating. Right. <laughs> so Paris is in rare form just being so vile She's to Brad. Yeah. Oh, but God. it was fun. It was fun. But I also, totally. I also was wondering, like, how did Brad finish school while on Broadway? <laughs> like, Maybe he was just doing um, homeschool. Yeah, he was doing yeah. a t- theater school. What's that called? TV school, theater yeah. school. Yeah, they have those. And in New York, they're really good. And I'm sure they're good everywhere, but in New York, they're yeah. a really good one. Yeah. And I do think there was an inside joke there because I actually think he went to do Into the Woods. Oh, If really? I remember. Really? Yeah, it was Into the Woods. Yeah. The a- but Brad Langford went to oh, do Into the Woods, but so did the, the actor, actor, if oh, I remember I correctly. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, we had him on, didn't we? And yeah, we asked him about that. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he yeah. did. So and it was it was Amy Amy's opportunity to uh, uh, 
to express her love of musical theater, which she has yes. a great love for. Yeah. My and favorite the, line was, do you need a five, six, seven, eight? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my way, Rita Moreno. Or no, what did he say? Cheetah Rivera. Yeah, the, out yeah, of my way, Cheetah Rivera. <laughs> so good. So that sort of sets up. That was a great scene that just sort of sets up like, okay, yeah. we're going to have this competition. This is a major thing in this episode. And now, and so I also Paris is back. We haven't, have Paris we seen her? Paris is back. Paris no, is back. Was, we've yeah, seen her, but her. not at her, in her like mean elements. But right, yeah. right. Now she's like full guns again, <laughs> the way yeah. she was when we first met and her. And we right. see that she's still feuding with Rory, which we sort of needed to be reminded they have clearly not made up, which mm -hmm. makes the sort of moment that we'll get to. She's that she, much she's more like, powerful. She's like the Muhammad Ali of private school girls versus the Joe Frazier of private school girls in Rory, <laughs> where Mah Muhammad Ali's talking, talking all the smack. And then he gets in the ring and gets knocked out by Joe Frazier. I love Frazier. the boxing reference that Thank most you. of us did not get, but... <laughs> No, yeah, nobody's heard of Muhammad Ali, right? No, that one I Who's knew. That? I'm, I'm assuming Muhammad Ali was the that you know, blood like a butterfly, sting like a bee guy, whatever. And then was right. Joe Frazier quiet, subtle, nice? You don't think he's gonna have bark to his bite, kind of a thing? Uh, I don't think I got any of those phrases right. Ali verbally abused and humiliated Joe Frazier during the marketing campaign for the for the fight. And Ollie Joe, was, he was big at promotion. Okay. And, and Joe took it very personally, you know, and Joe and, won. And Joe knocked him out. Yeah. Oh. Also, sorry for the interrupting. I see you Instagram. I'm working on it. I'm working. On it. I just get excited. <laughs> I get excited. Okay. So then we go to the, the inn and mm -hmm. Suki is in the kitchen mm -hmm. and we immediately know something is wrong. The food mm -hmm. tastes bad. That's not like Suki. No, and it tastes like sewage. And the whole kitchen staff knows. I thought the, the background acting there was, that was very good. It was, it was very musical theater when Rory yes. came in and wanted to eat something and they go like, all no. together. They go, no, <laughs> that was like being on Broadway. That was a Broadway shtick. shtick. Right, that whole scene was so yeah. choreographed yeah. too because she thinks the food is fine and you immediately know the whole kitchen staff knows the food is not fine. Mm -hmm. So... That was just all amusing, and uh, that was so a much, really that was so a much really, happening. It was a really great reveal for her pregnancy. Mm -hmm. I thought that yes. scene was remarkably heartwarming and fun, and just just happy. And well, what what a great way! I mean, she just comes running out. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. And, and Lorelai knew really, because I right. assume Lorelai was looking at the calendar or something. I love oh, the, was she? the sudden realization of like, oh my god, and also just like food tasting different and stuff like that. I don't know <clears> if she <throat> was looking at the calendar. I have well, to I felt go back, like Lorelai but... was looking at the calendar. She went to the computer, right, and she's doing something, which looked like a new computer, by the way. Did anyone else think they've kind of upgraded their technology there at the uh, Independence? Yeah, maybe, maybe they did. Yeah, so she's it, the whole thing. There's so much movement in that scene because think about it. We start in the kitchen. Right. We, we've got the plates out, which I actually thought the plates didn't look as beautiful of a presentation as I would expect. But anyway. the food looked good. 
It did, but it looked, it didn't look plated as I would assume Suki insists that the food be plated, but whatever. I don't know. I, I thought it looked pretty delicious. That's my only I, bone to pick. Oh, we I'm, forgot to start with our bones to pick because we have barely any, but that would be my one. The, the, no, we're out of the bone yard on this episode. There's no bones. <laughs> exactly. No bone. Exactly. No. So then we go, so then Rory bebops in and she's sort of explaining her situation versus Paris with the speech. And we're learning about that while we're doing this dance in the kitchen with the plates and the, ah, and the no, then Mm -hmm, we go out mm -hmm, to the front desk. mm -hmm. I swear Lorelai went in her purse and did she get candy? And it was was like a chocolate bar and she handed it to Rory and she ate it the whole time. She (laughs) gave gave her a, what was it? A a a Tic Tac or a a, a Twix Twix bar? Kit Kat. Looked like a Kit Kat or a Reese's peanut butter. Yeah, she she, She promised her a Kit Kat. Yeah. So she and all the movement. So she's in the purse. She grabs it. She hands the candy. Rory's eating the candy, still telling the story about the speech yeah. while we're simultaneously in the back of our minds thinking about Suki. Why does the food taste gross? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was so much happening. It was like you could be spinning. And then she goes to the computer. Oh, my God, I'm pregnant. Suki comes out pregnant. I mean, the whole scene was just like, yeah, but that's why it's great. There's so much going on. There's, there's all these narratives running around and it's the, the audience is a little bit behind the story, which they need to be. If we get out in front of it, we're bored. If we're behind it. So that, so Amy is just like loading on stuff and great lines. And, and, and we just like, we're on the edge of our seat. Like what's next? What's next? And, and I caught something and I don't think it was a real deep personal insult against her mother. But she said something very funny to her mother. Tell when, me, wait. So Rory says something to Lorelai. Yeah. And what this is, is the thing. I need to yes. watch the scene like three more times because there's so much happening. All right, you so retain it. So tell so, me what so happened. So Rory, Rory said, you know, she admitted to her mother that she wanted to win this competition because mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. wanted to give the speech on, C, on C-SPAN. Right. Mm-hmm. So she said, uh, I really want to do that, mom. I want to I really want to beat uh, Paris and I mm-hmm. want to run around in circles and said, I win, I win, I win. Yes, uh, yes, yes. And, yes. and, and Lorelai says, Well, that's great. You're becoming more like me now. Isn't that good? She goes, <laughs> And she goes, Yeah, I know. It's a kind of creepy and petty, but you know, da da da. And I'm like, Wow, was that a backhanded slap? I didn't, and, I didn't, but Laurel, I didn't take it that way, and I'm no, sure it wasn't intended that way. It's a, it's a yeah. hint of a dig. I would have Not never, that. unless yeah. you said that, I probably wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, I noticed. I yeah. do know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I it don't think a, I, a, I, I don't want to make a big thing of it. You know. Yeah. No, but it's a little. It's funny. It's funny, like a little yeah, bit of a dig, right. but a dig, a, a compliment dig. It's sort of like is right. that a backhanded compliment? You know right. what they say? Like <laughs> right. Wait. Mm? And it's like their, their their relationship is so solid and so tight that she could just sort of they throw it off the cuff. It's it's so a, they know it's a joke, right? But it's sort of like when someone says like, oh, you look good. Have you lost weight? And then you're like, wait, <laughs> thanks? Mm. Doesn't it remind you of that? Yeah, no, I just had that conversation with someone because like I usually <sighs> don't wear like a lot of makeup on these Zooms and someone was like, wow, you look great. And I put like mascara on and like eyeliner and I'm like, yeah, I actually tried. Yeah. Right, so you're like, hey, did I look really? Yeah, did I look bad the other day? <laughs> right, but so the, but but in, uh, but these are the kinds of uh, comments that can end relationships. I mean, you, you know what I mean. If and you're not so people, close with a person, they'll right, take right. it the wrong way. Yeah. and it's like, right. what the hell? Yeah. Anyway, I think we've. But all it's been. also right. It's the ultimate sort of right compliment, but right. not like Ooh. right. <laughs> okay, so uh-huh. great scene, and then yeah. so now we've got another humongous plot something whatever you call it thing 
because now Suki's pregnant. So it's like, oh my God, we're waiting for the college acceptances. Mm -hmm. Now we've got this sort of secondary storyline of this speech. Suki's pregnant. It's like, oh my Lord. Yeah, a lot happening. Okay, so now the kids at Chilton are all kind of getting ready to do their uh, audition speeches, I guess. I don't know what you'd call it. Like they're they're doing their tryout speeches and Paris is just intimidating the whole line. Just going down the I line. Mean, she just, it was one after another. All right, so I want to tell you a story. And this is a, uh, a common technique adopted by people who are, hmm, I don't know if you, I want to say insecure, just, just people that want to psych out a room. And I did this one time in an audition. And there was a, uh, an extremely beautiful woman there at this okay. one audition. And okay. it was a lot of guys in the room. And I actually knew this girl. And I knew her boyfriend. So I told her, I said, listen, don't you know, like recognize me. And I won't recognize you. But I want, let's do something to the Because there were a lot of, a lot of girls. There were a lot of guys auditioning. It was a big part. It was like in the, it was, I don't know. It was in like the mid to, to late 90s. And I said, every single guy in this room is staring at you, okay? They all want to ask you out. I said, why don't I just come up to you, start chatting you up. That'll start getting into their heads, right? It will. (laughs) Yeah. And then I will take you outside and we will run lines. So we'll help each other with the audition because I want to run lines and I'm sure you want to run lines. Oh my God. Because it was, the part was to be opposite each other as a boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, and it'll, it'll freak all these guys out. It'll give, it'll give you the edge. It'll give really me a bigger edge in, when I get in the room. Cause I'll be the, I'll be the Wait. cool guy. Oh I'll be the cool God. guy that like, you know, right. Did this work? I did get the part. Yes. Oh, she, oh and so she said, yes, let's do it. She said, Let, let's do it. So I, we went outside and they could see us because it was these, these, uh, windows, these, uh, uh ceiling to floor windows and they had sh- the shades weren't drawn. So they saw us out there laughing and talking. And <laughs> oh all, my God. Yeah. And, and they got tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And Wait. I walked in loose, loose and prepared and got, and got the offer. Yeah. You know, what's so funny. It's the first yeah. time. I mean, I, I think I've probably thought about this before, but like, Mind As a, when you're an yes, acting is not just about the skill, but you're no. also like up against these other people, oh, yeah. and they're all good actors too. They're it's all sort good. Of cutthroat. Oh yeah, it is. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh huh. The pressure in those waiting rooms reminds me of like yeah. the doctor's office waiting. Yeah. Room. You know, that's how like I, that's so a, that's why everybody's like, am I dying? Oh. Right. Right. <laughs> that's why I went. That's how I went into Gilmore too. Lucy, Lucy, Goosey, and Loud. And how did you do that one? Same. I didn't. I didn't do mind games so much in that one, but I walked in the room and I was just sort of like free and loud and, how you doing? What's happening? And what is it better th- to go in not caring if you get it or not? I mean, if you can mentally do that. Yeah, that's best. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's 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 actually a good idea if you know you're not going to get it. Don't care if you're going to get it, but you're prepared. Yeah. Wait, so, so you, do you, you didn't, you don't audition anymore. Did you audition for this job you have now? No. Oh, no, no, no. It was a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. When's the last audition you went on? Can you oh, geez. I, I, well, they do them on tape now. So I, I put a, an audition on tape for Natalie Portman to play opposite her in uh, this series she's doing. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Or to cool. be her, 
to be not not her love interest, but her to be her um maybe maybe her boss. You know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I would I putting myself on tape. I can't even imagine. <clears throat> yeah, it's a whole different world. Oh, that that's a whole so different bad. world. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to get a picture taken. It's like, oh, <laughs> so bad. Okay. All right. So we digress. But great story. Great so, story. So so Paris that Paris has got some game. She's using your same She's same got some method. game. She's got some game. And I love Rory kind of <laughs> go, like again Rory's it's it's like good cop bad cop or something like. Yeah. Paris is so unhinged yeah. and Rory's like go go get him Brad. You'll do yeah. great. And like don't listen to her and like yeah, yeah. and then trying to go up against Paris and it's just they're so they make for great rivals. Mm-hmm. But I think but I think that Rory said less but had more impact and actually yeah. won that little tete a tete. I agree. I mm-hmm. totally agree. Because and she I was think, on the side of right. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And we need this because of what we're coming to. We I mean, I ne- I never went into rooms and tried to bring anybody down. That was that I wasn't no, you like going that up to somebody and being like, You suck, man. Yeah, man. Hey, well, you're not gonna remember those lines. Jeez, that's a big <laughs> paragraph. Did you have trouble like I did? Huh? <laughs> But Don't you hate it when you get tense in the room and you just freeze up? I hate that. I think the Don't scene, let that happen to you, buddy. The scene that we're getting at the right. towards the end of the, the episode right. is so much more significant oh, yeah. because of these scenes leading up to it. Okay, so absolutely absolutely. We get Lorelai on the phone with Suki, and they're at you know, Lorelai's asking, How did it go when you told Jackson? Uh-huh. And we learned that Jackson is completely freaking out. Mm-hmm. Losing his mm-hmm. mind. Yep. Which I actually found sweet. Do you know I what I like mean? Like the oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> I think I think a lot of dads go through this. I know yeah. I know that. Did you? What, uh oh yeah. But I, I didn't start baby proofing the house <laughs> uh, until throwing away know, knives. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I did it pretty quick. Uh wait, did you did you actually like freak out and start buying things for plugs and Oh, sure. Well, I didn't freak out. I just, you know, I, we just bought what we needed to, to get the plastic things in the plugs. And there were a lot of plugs in that house. We, we now, like, did you baby proof? Bags full of them. Oh, no. Those things oh, are yeah. so annoying. I cannot yeah. get them out. I mean, like, we have plugs I, we, in the floor, too. I mean, they're all, uh, you know, in the living room. We have those plug yeah. things all over our, yeah. one of our houses. And it's yeah. like, I can't get them out. Did you baby proof before the baby was born? No. I When he started walking... Yeah, uh, we had the plugs, of course, but he was, <laughs> yeah. you know, he was in a crib for a year or whatever. Did you, you know? do all those things where saying, you can't open a drawer? You know, those things. So like they baby proof the drawers and then adults had, cannot open. The drawer. No, but we had the we we tried the really subtle ones that go inside the drawers and, yeah. they're re- and they really work. And there's there they can be a pain in the ass. Then we rip those out. So this we can't we can't even figure out That's how, to open how I was. Like <laughs> so we got the big plastic ugly white ones that actually work. It looks like a bike lock. So we had them all over, all over My the kitchen, all over. My brother yeah. has baby yeah. gates like right. everywhere. Right? Oh like, yeah, you they, have to. You have to. I just have to climb over them because I cannot <sighs> right. open the baby gates. No, so you like, climb, yeah, it's easy to I climb just over. I leg it's over. Easier. But we had we had a we, in the old house we had this big sunken living room where you stepped down into a couple steps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But those steps had corners; they didn't go across the whole <laughs> the whole way. So okay. so there were so there were like sharp edges on those steps. Oh no! So I would get the pillows that were on the couch <laughs> that I didn't think were particularly attractive in the first place. They were my wife's choice, 
And I would, I would, I would cover those edges up all over the living room because it was on the dining room side and, and the hall on the foyer side. And I'd put the pillows there. So if he ever fell, he'd fall on the pillow. Smart and crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's what you do. You, you, you anticipate as a father, you anticipate and protect. Well, you don't I wait. Love- you don't. You don't wait for the bad thing to happen. You play all the bad things out in your mind. Every possible scenario, it and is, you just clear everything out. It is funny though what people do for the first kid, and then by the third kid, I'm mean, <laughs> like, like hanging off. Just fine. <laughs> My sister-in-law was really like, no TV, no uh, sugar, uh, like none of that for the right. first kid, and then a little bit on the second. By the time my niece Roxy was born, it was like, here's an iPad, here's a cupcake, see you later. Wait, Tara, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I love how Jackson's thinking about this and like hasn't even comprehended that like a baby, he wanted, what was it, five and five? Is that what it was? Oh, four and four. Four and four. four. And he's like, because I'm thinking like the, I mean, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but like the knife thing, it's like that you have years until the kid's right. climbing to right. like to get on the kitchen counter. Cleaver. Oh, you'd yeah. be surprised uh, how they can climb pretty quick. Yeah. It's, it's surprising. Yeah. Boys are nuts. Like yeah. they mm-hmm. are on top of the couch uh, upside down. <laughs> yes, they are. Real yeah. fast. Yeah. Nick was like Spider-Man. It was on. <laughs> she was on the ceiling once. I was like, how'd you get up there? <laughs> Okay, so now we have sort of a, what I think is a, uh, I guess I'll just, we'll talk about it because she has to go to doses to look for the allergy Mm -hmm. medicine for it to not be there. I suppose so that we have a reason for her to go in the CVS at Hartford or whatever, whichever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was at. Mm -hmm. But it was still a funny scene with Dean and Kirk and Kirk's on the ground with the mail and It was sort of just a mess, but I, it was sort of a nothing scene. It was kind of random because I was like, who needed the medication? She did. She had allergies. It just was so, it was so random. random. Yeah. It was just like a plot device. Don't you touch my, don't you flog my flawless episode. There was nothing (laughs) wrong with it. Sorry. That's my bone to pick. That's my bone to pick. No, oh, that's, not actually bone. Needed. that's not a bone. <laughs> that's not a bone. Small, it's a, that's oh, a tiny no. little. Are we, re- are a we little accepting? bone that's in a salmon. You know when I, you were I in a salmon? I don't know that we're accepting like, oh, any bones today. Two oh, tiny oh, little bones. Are we okay, accepting so bones? Okay, so she bumps right into Max. Oh, I, in forgot, the I forgot this drugstore in Hartford. Hartford. Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming it was like CVS. Mm-hmm. We'll just call it CVS. Yeah. Right. And Max. And I thought, oh, what'd you guys think? I forgot this even happens. Like I, the second I saw him, I'm like, oh my God, that's right. He comes back. Like I forgot. So it was kind of a nice surprise for me, but I think Max will always, I don't know. He has like, out of all the, besides Luke, out of all the random boyfriends, like he was my favorite. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I liked him coming back and I, you know, I love Scott Collin and mm-hmm. I think he's terrific. And I, and yeah, he got, uh, he got the whammy. And he got out of there. And he's over it. You could tell he was over it. You could tell she wasn't over it. Terrific, she wasn't over it. Terrific right. acting job on her part because she yes. really did. What she really was glowing that whole scene and just kind of oh my smiling at him. And she, you could, so she was flush. You cute could, in this whole yeah, episode. She, Lauren she was, Graham, Lorelai yeah, was so yeah. pretty in the whole episode. See, that's the the subtlety of of. What the what the really strong actors do is you can is what she was doing in that scene. She was really happy to see him. 
And you yeah. can tell physically, yeah. you could tell. And when he left, she didn't want him to go. Right. Yeah. When he's like, okay, like, good to mm-hmm. see you. And she was yeah. like, you could tell mm-hmm. she wanted 10 more hours. Very funny when he says he's in, he was in California and she's all cowabunga, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the jokes about Stanford, I just thought, okay, yeah. this is so good. Uh, yeah. I just, at that point, he was overall the, you know, the stand up comedian that she is. It's like, oh God, here we go again. You know, she, she was using, maybe using that to reel him back in, you know, uh, he wasn't going for it. That's Although, it. He's, he's over it. Uh, not really. Mm. Apparently not. As he yeah. says, apparently <laughs> not. You know, so we'll get to that. She's, so she's, she's powerful, right? We go to Friday night dinner, which I thought was hilarious because yep. it's so Richard. It's, we get so there. You're right. It is interesting. There is no Emily in this episode and mm-hmm. you Friday night, night dinner is much lighter much funnier he much just more. like didn't know like what like like the phone was ringing and he's like oh, right i have to answer the phone <laughs> oh my god lorelei prank calling from the oh, phone. oh but wait a minute her her line when he opened the door she goes boy mom's getting what are you what are you saying what are you saying you, you what is something what was about that? was it about the help the maid yeah they're certainly looking what oh yes she said oh, what is she saying it was great let's see I if don't- i Let's see if our crack staff see can come up with the line. Remember, I do not <laughs> was, remember because I was so that was a laugh so out distraught loud, over all the strokes, the yeah. strokes in the DAR. Uh, but, that that was, was, but they made it funny. She, Amy, made it really funny with the strokes and the strokes on top of strokes and people <laughs> calling to remind us that they had strokes. And I already know they had strokes. And then, <laughs> and then Rory, one, of them says, one of them says to each other, Rory or Lorelai, did you hear the strokes? <laughs> 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 Oh my god! Everybody had a stroke. Everybody had a stroke. It's so bad. And then uh, Lorelai's just dying to tell Rory that she just bumped into Max. Yeah. And I thought it was so funny when Rory says, "Yeah, he was on loan somewhere. He was on loan somewhere." That whole everything about it was awesome. Mm -hmm. Because that's where we get the C-SPAN line too, where Richard's like, "Oh, I love a televised house." I also liked how he asked if school can change if the school can change the time. Right, right, right. (laughs) right, right. Rory Alexis is acting is so perfect. Like, "Mm, I don't think think so. so. Yeah, but I love the ease and the uh, and the joy with which Ed Herman was acting in that scene. You know, going over to get the drink and then sitting down and just. You know, he he just is such a he was such a wonderful actor. He really you know, was. Yeah, tell me about that. Like it, he makes it look like he's not acting or working. Right. Everything is there's no sharp edges to it. It's all very smooth mm. and it flows and he's and he's you know, he's so alive and present and 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 just enjoying what he's doing. I mean, yeah. you, and, and you believe everything. I mean, even to the point where he stopped and turned around and listened to her. And then he realized he had to go answer the phone. I mean, it's all, it all has the quality of what Stanislavski used to call the quality of the first time. Oh, so it's wow. like, it, it all seems very spontaneous when he's doing yes, it and like when yeah. everybody's doing it. But, but, but Ed Herman was such a wonderful actor. And, and I know I was, I was hard on him last week. It wasn't him, the actor. No, it was, it, was, it was the situations that he was placed in. You're only as good as you're writing. Okay. Except you're just criticizing the fact that Richard the Richard we know would mm-hmm. have stood up for Emily and would have stood up to Trix. Don't but get that's it. That's why I find I, that. I, but I, I do, find that. You go. You go. No, no, I do not we'll get that out. part of his character. You know, I don't. I, but I don't. What get I it. find 
so fascinating is that Richard would only be that way with his mother, meaning he would stand up to anybody at work, at wherever, but his mother has power over him. And I find that to be very believable. But she, but Trixie has, Trix has no redeeming qualities. Where are her redeeming qualities? I think she has them. We have not seen them. She has no empathy. And people that have no empathy, you know what we call them? Narcissists. Yeah. Yeah. Even worse. Even worse. A narcissist can empathize. A a narcissist can have some empathy, but a sociopath and a a psychopath cannot. I think... Uh, I think that is an interesting debate. If there's anything likable about Gran tricks, I think that we will, I think she has, I think there's more to it there. I don't I, think she's I, full villain. I think I, that Richard tricks dynamic, I think hurts his character. You can't hurt her character any more than, than she already is. I mean, she's, she's in a fixed state of bad, but, uh, yeah. but, but Richard's <laughs> character, how he bounces off a, her. I, I think it hurts I his just, character. There's and I, I, that's what I was objecting to. Totally you know? fair. But there's an yeah. element of him that's a bit of a mama's boy. And I'm okay with that. It's not yeah. like I don't love it. I don't admire it. It's not. But it it makes sense to it me. It goes against everything that he is about. It goes against everything that I think he, that's where we disagree. I think uh, that's the part where we disagree. Because I think, oh, yeah. I don't I find it an interesting character quirk. It's it's there's something larger at play than I, that I don't like about. Well, it. But, we will, this I debate love, will this. I love him. I love him most of the time. His acting is just off the charts. Right, it's, great. It's the writing you are criticizing, but we'll continue this debate because tricks is not going away. Yeah. So we've got more of that. <laughs> okay. So quickly, we have the scene on the porch with Lorelai and Suki. Quick, brief scene, but we're realizing okay, like. Jackson is a good guy. He's just mm-hmm. trying to. Yeah. Was there was there ever any doubt? Nope. So. No. Yeah. And and even though he didn't get excited and Suki didn't have her moment with him of just being so happy, what we're realizing is like this guy is taking this seriously. Yeah. Wouldn't let her dad. drive. Wouldn't drive more than seven miles per hour. It took two hours to get home from the doctor's see, see, Exactly. That, that's a funny joke yeah. in and of itself. It's very dangerous in real life to drive seven. <laughs> and that scene where they're in the bed and sort of jackson comes around you really appreciate their relationship and the whole thing and that was a great they're important characters in this show really Mm -hmm. important Mm -hmm. enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm signing up and playing is so easy simply sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matter more than ever place your money line prop and parlay bets with a king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, yeah, I thought the way that all played out, I thought was great. So, okay, so now we get the three-way phone call, which Mm is hilarious, that (laughs) the assistant is calling Rory and Paris with headmaster Charleston to let them know that he's changed the rules and Mm -hmm. they are going to Mm -hmm. do the speech together. Yep. I like how they're silent with each other when they were waiting to connect. Like they just both didn't say a word. (laughs) And they're so polite to headmaster Mm -hmm. charleston even though they're like also why is he calling at night (laughs) i don't know and on like a friday night was it like a friday night right like to to probably nine o'clock to probably give them uh the most possible time to begin working on a combined speech and what's that guy still doing at school at nine o'clock on a friday night maybe because what what you think you think being a headmaster at a fancy (laughs) private school's uh easy hours come on true 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 True. all those calls to the ivy league institutions Talking about this student, that student, my God. So Paris and Rory talk and, okay, they're going to do the speech over the phone and suddenly Mm. knock, knock, knock. Paris is at the door. Mm. And we learn she has slept with Jamie. You know, that scene scared me because she is so disconnected from her own feelings. Yeah, yeah. And it was just kind of chilling, 
actually, when she, you know, I slept with Jamie and I don't know how I should feel about it. And I'm numb. Mm -hmm. And how, Rory, I want to tell you about this. And how should I feel about this? But I feel like, like that's whoa. a conversation that like teenage girls have. Like you mm -hmm. go to your friend, you need to come find your friend. I, I thought it was pretty spot on, actually. Mm. Just coming, I thought, yes, yeah. I thought that it was very spot on. But Scott is right that Paris is unhinged essentially right. all the time. Like she, this happened and she's really trying to figure out how she feels about it. Like she it's doesn't like, even this is, really this know. This is what human beings do. And, but it happened to me and I don't know how to feel about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. We did have one of the best lines though. So mm -hmm. she, so obviously Rory and Paris are on the phone and then Paris comes to the door and tells her she's slept with Jamie and Rory says, was it something I said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so then we have this scene is so important because yes. Yes. we 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 obviously knew she didn't sleep with Dean, she didn't sleep with Jess, even though we mm -hmm. had our like weird. No, moment. no, you guys put a little bit of doubt. We, we well, it was, it, it was Danielle's first time was, watching too, yeah. so and I had a weird moment, but and then Lorelai listening in mm -hmm. and being so terrified and then so ecstatic, mm -hmm. and, and she saying, raised her daughter right. I got the good kid. Mm -hmm. And do you know what actors hate the most is when they have to do those lines at the end of scenes. Like, oh, really? I have a great kid. You look at that and you go, oh, no, I have to say that and I have to make that work. That's the hardest job yeah, you yeah. have is to sell that line. She and sold I, and it. She, she sold she it. Sold, she sold it beautifully. Oh, my God. She sold it beautifully. And it's the I hardest, was... the hardest thing to do. I feel myself right now getting emotional. Mm -hmm. I was so emotional watching it. I don't know why. Right from this moment till the end of the episode. I believe because Liza played that plays Paris so well. No, I there's another reason. Can I can I expound? Yes, please. Here's what I think it is and this is what it is for me. This is the experience I'm having with this show. Paris hasn't been around in a while, and I've been super critical of her, right? Mm -hmm. As a character, not as an actress. Of course. As a character. I missed her. Mm -hmm. She came back, and I was like, ah, all is right in the world, in the Gilmore world, because she's back, and she's, she's, you know, full Monty insulting everybody and being funny about it. These yeah. characters grow on us. Mm -hmm. they, are, they become our friends, hence this level of addiction. Because mm -hmm. these characters are so extreme and so unpredictable and so smart and so driven mm -hmm. and so un maybe so much like people we know while at the same time being so unlike anybody we've ever met. And that's hard yeah. to balance. And they do it so beautifully on the show with these characters because they're all very reminiscent of people that we sort of know and have run into, but they're nothing like anybody we know at the same time. So I missed them. I missed Richard. I missed the old Richard. Yeah. I missed that ebullient Richard. I missed Paris. I love seeing Paris rehabilitate herself. I mm -hmm. love, and as chilling as I thought that scene was, I love that she opened up to to Rory, and I love the breakdown scene, all that stuff. I love these people. These yeah. are my friends now. And oh, I, I thank God. I think yeah. you're nailing it because even what? Max. I was like, yes. oh, Max is back. Great. I so, think when yeah. you're saying that, I think mm -hmm. you're so spot on. I missed Paris and Rory yeah. getting along. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to like, I know I always cry, but it's like that scene was so unbelievable mm -hmm. and so beautiful. Right. 
I it think was. I missed them. I like their sort of always going head to head, but I missed those moments where, cause they were really becoming friends. Mm-hmm. Dare I say they are <clears throat> in a sense, they're not Lane and Rory, but they are best friends in a way. Yeah. School, and so like best school friends. <clears throat> it was, I mean, that scene just gutted me. I don't, I, oh. I, so go, keep going, keep going. No, sorry. no, I want, I want to hear what you say. You go. No, I, it reminds me of a quote from, one of the great directors and or a couple of different great directors of all time. And they were talking about what a great script is or what a great movie is. And, you know, they simplify it down to, you know what a great film is or, or, or great television. You know what it is? It's a couple of moments between two people. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's yeah. what, and the rest of it is not important. What gets, it's important how they get there. And boy, did they, Oh, what what a oh. circuitous route it was to get to that moment and the two three and a half two and a half seasons what are we in season three now yeah mm-hmm. three and a, two and a half seasons to get there two and three quarter seasons to get there but we got there and how beautifully yeah. we got there that was a real moment between two people even though I don't think that Paris mm-hmm. would have been so disheveled on television and in front of the school. Hmm. I do think her reaction to not getting into Harvard and having slept with her high school, you know, she's in high school, he's in college, having slept with this guy, that part, oh, I think that would send mm-hmm. anyone, especially Paris, just spiraling. Yeah. Like her saying like, I had sex, which is the most <laughs> shocking thing ever. And I didn't get into Harvard. No, no one would have ever thought that would be the 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 what happened. Yeah, I have a I have a bone to pick. Tell us. I first bone. Sorry. It's okay. There there can always be a bone. Okay, here's here's a potential bone, and you guys can talk me out of the boneyard after I after I pick this bone. Um, would would have uh, the headmaster or even Richard or anybody who saw 100%. Paris in that state allowed her to go up on stage. I totally, I, and I totally agree with you. I right, think Rory right. would have said, you look a mess. What yeah. is going on? They all just let her, right. that would have never happened. No. Ever. Mm-hmm. I it agree. Would, would, and I also think Paris, the Paris we know would not have done well, it. Well, to begin with, she would have never been late. Like it just started it, from that. Totally. Right. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. And then like you would think that, you know, let's say she did storm the stage and get up on there. They wouldn't let her continue for like as long as she was sitting there would have been like, all right, let's pause. Let's get her off stage. And I thought Lorelai, there was a moment where I thought, oh, Lorelai is going to go up and not not, you know, Lorelai would go up and get her Mm -hmm. and then Rory would give the speech the way it transpired was I loved but yes, I think it's a fair bone to pick because that no one's no. But, 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 but at a school like Chilton, right, exactly. she wasn't even dressed. Exactly. Tara made a great point. Say it that again. It made for great TV. Yeah. It, it was really a moment did. where it you really did. honestly yeah. like between, you know, her saying she slept with Jamie and then her getting rejected all within two scenes of each other was like mm-hmm. Damn, you feel you feel for her. You now feel what she's feeling, and like mm-hmm. her showing up in those sweats and that sweater. Which, by the way, I left her turtleneck. Like she wore two of them this episode. Right, right, right. right. Um, <laughs> you know, you you just feel for her, and I think that we're always so team Rory, and now you're kind of feeling what Paris is going through. 
Well, uh, yeah. And as soon as you see Paris walking down the hall, you go, uh-oh, what the hell happened? What happened? So I started, and that's that's good television. Mm-hmm. Because all of a sudden you're like, you're fearful of yes. like, what it could have been. Yes. What, uh, you know what I thought? I thought that that Jamie guy had dumped done something. Either dumped her or had done something horrible to her. I thought so too. I and thought it, so too. And it was like, oh God, she needs either medical attention or she needs <laughs> she needs to <laughs> yes. go talk to a psychologist. Or you know, yes. she she's in bad shape mm-hmm. right away. And so yeah. it, you know, you're thinking as an audience, like, what is going to happen? So the anticipation was huge. Yes, right? I so agree with you. You're like going. So normally when we watch, right, I take my notes and I'm always doing this. I sat back. I don't remember what I was eating, but I I sat back in bed, put my legal pad to the side and just Mm. watched and was like nervous, anxious, edge of Mm -hmm. my seat. Like what Mm -hmm. is happening? It also just shows you like, like going back to that. They're actually really friends. It's not like Rory and Lane, but they're friends. But when Rory, you know, pulls her off stage and she kind of like talks to her like, you know, like Paris, like, you know, it's going to be okay. You know, that just shows their friendship and like Mm -hmm. Paris, I'm sorry, Rory can have two best friends and Paris Mm -hmm. is one of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. This, Um, they were like, I don't want to say sisters, but they were like sisters in but that they, moment. Yeah. Because she, and, and it was like, in that particular case, Rory, Rory had it. Rory's got mm. her, you know, Rory's handling it with the speech. Rory's the together one. And then, you know, she just grabs her and like takes her. I, and, I, and you don't get a minute of Rory being, Rory's not mad at her. No, no. Rory's no. not disappointed no, that no. the speech she's, went haywire. She's concerned for her friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, and it was on top of all of the anticipation and the tension that that created, uh, it was also very funny. Totally. She yeah, was very yeah. funny. And so we got some big laughs out of it. But here's the thing. I think, um, you know, I think Rory, because the Rory Paris friendship is odd, mm-hmm. to say the least. And it seems like it's so unlikely and uh, so, uh, you know, opposite ends of the spectrum. I don't think so. I think they're both outsiders in their own way. Obviously, mm-hmm. Rory's an outsider because she stars hollow and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she's got the mom that she does. Paris is more on inside baseball with that crowd. But right. in that crowd, she's not accepted, is she? Right. She's feared. Mm-hmm. She has a reputation as being, you know, obsessive, compulsive and <laughs> studies all the time. But she, does she have she's friends? She's not cool or popular she, at she's, all. She's but everyone got, knows her. <laughs> everybody, right. Yeah. She's no, She's notorious. Yeah. Right. So she's an outsider in her own way. So yeah, I think that's both, what makes those two come together. I so agree with you. And they both are at the top of their game because mm. arguably they both are the smartest. They both are the president and the vice president. They both mm. got picked to do the speech. They mm-hmm. both are the top. Yeah. They're just going about it so differently. Mm-hmm. Can I share with you my all time favorite Richard Gilmore moment? Yes. It came in this scene <laughs> because they, when she was in the middle of her meltdown up there, they cut, they cut to Richard and he was doing this. Ready? He's just doing this. He was like this. He went, he looked, his eyes were closed. His head was turned. Asleep. No, he was not asleep. He was like, I don't want to be here. This is horrible. Oh my God. I, wait. Oh no. It was hysterical. Wait. It was the we? best. It was the best choice 
I've seen an actor make oh. in a situation like that. That <laughs> see the genius oh is God, in I the choice. So, wait, but yes. I he wasn't I he was asleep. asleep. I thought he was asleep too. No, he, he wasn't oh asleep. Oh my God, Scott. I think you might be wrong because really? I am convinced he's asleep. You think he which, was asleep? Yeah. Which is why he has no idea what happened because there's a moment oh, he, later. Oh, he didn't know what happened? Uh-uh. No, there's a moment later. Oh, I, thought First was, of all, I thought he was grimacing. Like, no, oh God, this is I think he was stupid. sound asleep because there's a moment later when he says to Lorelai, okay, that was great. Wait a minute. Yeah. Like, why and why was she asleep? I think he got bored. I think he got bored. And he's so it just tired. started. How is he bored? he's working so much. Yeah, I don't but know. It, was, it was just Rory until Paris showed but up. she so just said a couple of lines. He <laughs> so, was all excited to be there. Wait I think a minute, hang because on. he's been working so late with the calls to Japan or whatever. I, and okay, he's been taking care of the house. And taking care of the house. <laughs> so it is my bone to pick, though. That's a bone. I, a, I think we got I a bone. I a bone to pick with this because no, Richard... Asleep. Right, Richard would have no. never fallen asleep. No, he would have fallen asleep. I agree. It was my, it's my, it's my second or he, third. He was and all final excited bonus. and energized, and they sat down. She only said a couple of lines of speech, and he would have and been. I don't know. He would have been alerted that Paris was in some kind of trouble. He's seeing this girl <laughs> Dude, up the there. The whole thing was crazy. I think they did it. This is my gut, and everybody what? can everybody can debate this. I'm I a, think I'm they did right it now. as comedic relief. Probably. Because they the didn't need it. so intense. I totally agree. I thought it, it's a bone to pick for me. I don't. Richard oh Gilmore would God. have never fallen asleep at that thing. No. And Richard Gilmore would have never been clueless. He would have never said to Lorelai, well, that was a great, great event. Great speech. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai just goes along with it. It's like, no, he would have totally had wise words or. Yeah. Your I face will, I, is saying it all because I thought it was weird. Oh my God. I'm sorry. This episode still goes in the Hall of Fame. I it's agree. A good it's, one, yeah. it's still a great, it's, it's still in my mind flawless. Look, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to my grave thinking Richard was not asleep and that he was just grimacing. I am fine with having a few flaws, even in a perfect episode. Okay. So <laughs> we have a few more things before we get to the end of this. The joke the coat lady said was epic. <laughs> He was asleep. She's like, there's coats in there. Otherwise, the staircase to the roof is on the right. And and they let it hang. You know what I mean? Like, they gave us that moment. And then Lorelai says, oh, my God, 200 years. And someone finally cracked a joke. I thought that was just amazing. Mm -hmm. I have Mm -hmm. one more little bone to pick with Max. Uh Uh-oh. I will tell you. This is a third bone. Yeah, I think I've had three. And Tara had one. I had one. Yeah. Really? I didn't love the line. Mm-hmm. Now you guys can tell me I'm wrong and maybe I'm being too like ahead, 2022 about ahead. it. When I was a I kid, we used love... to say, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I didn't love the line when he said, oh, it's hard to be a girl. I Who thought, said that? Shut up, Who Max. Said that? Max. He said. Yeah. When did he I say thought, that? Mm, uh, it, when they're in the coat room. And he they're said just it's hard to be a girl? Right before they kiss. He says, because they're talking about what? Rory and Paris are going through and all the things, you know, obviously that was a moment. I just thought it's not about being a girl, Max, but I don't know. I might be being too, you know, whatever. I I, I can let it slide completely, but I did write, "Mm, I don't love that line. I loved the kiss though. I mean, I I was there for it. How do you feel Scott about the kiss? (laughs) Well, that explains it. 
I think you got to you got to keep that thing going. You got to somehow, you know, you got to keep it going. I I think that that it's it's hard poor Max. I mean, he didn't have a chance. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she's so attractive and wonderful. And yeah. obviously he could tell that she was uh uh that he had psychological advantage at this point uh mm-hmm. between the two of them, right? I mean, she was eaten out of his hand. Um she was filled with regret. She was mm-hmm. filled with. She and was still. Was she, so... she was still physical. She was still physically turned on by him. Yeah, right. Because um, she talks about, "You look great. You look great. Yeah, you look great. You look right, great." Right. Where to me it looked like he'd lost weight from the prior episodes and didn't look as great, but he looked pretty much the same and still great. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think it's hard to resist uh, that. Right. How do you resist yeah. that? Right, he never was over it. No. No, and yeah. I think him coming in, we just, we kind of knew something was going to happen. At mm-hmm. least, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and you had to. <laughs> I know I right. bring this up every episode, and I hope no one gets annoyed. <clears throat> we always have this amazing scene, this huge crescendo. And then you th- you take a breath and you think, okay, it's, it's, done. it's over, the episode's ending. Nope. Rory got the big envelope. Yeah. Three of them. Mm-hmm. And that scene was like, oh mm-hmm. my God. That was it was nice. done so well. Like, Ugh. because it wasn't like this, oh my God, look. Like, you know, you run in with like, you know, from, from the mail in the house. Like, it was just so heartwarming. Yes. Because was... they were at the mailbox together <clears throat> and they didn't see one, but they saw three. Right, right, right. And you realize, and I think Lorelai even says, everything you've worked for Mm -hmm. is now coming true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And here Mm -hmm. we go. Mm -hmm. And it was like, whoa. That's when I just went, wow, this episode just did me in. It was so good. Yeah, it was Mm -hmm. so good. Good. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. So let me ask you a few questions from our notes. So for everyone listening, we obviously, we, we, we put work into this. So we <laughs> obviously plan things ahead. So Scott had a few notes and I really want to share that with you guys. So my first question is, um, we talked about how Lorelai feels about Richard showing up for Rory. And I'd love to get your thoughts on that. I think she's, uh, it, it just, it's more proof positive that she's such a mature woman. Um, and that she's accepted that she's not going to get much out of her parents. Um, so in return, why should she put so much in? But when it comes to her daughter, she does. She's she's a woman enough to uh, a, a big enough person to appreciate the fact that Richard shows up and that Emily's going to show up, and she's truly grateful for that and knows that yeah, it's good for yeah, her daughter. She, yeah, she's, she, she's no she's no longer playing that. Hey, what about me card? You know, why weren't you there for me? Correct. So, so, right. so, so it seems like she's, she's moved on from it. And it's and it's nice to see. And I always love how Richard has a check because my grandpa did that. Yeah. So at my every yeah. single yeah. thing. Just like <laughs> right. that. Okay. Yeah. So then you were yeah. gonna tell us about the camera work during the Paris meltdown crying scene. The crying scene, yeah. These are very difficult scenes, and those were Obviously, real tears and uh, a, a stunningly deep performance from from Liza. Um, 
really heartbreaking and yeah. uh, really tr- dead on and true. And and here's another yeah. thing, and I'm going to say it again. Uh, I, I think there were a lot of reasons uh, to nominate uh, lead actors, guest actors, uh, uh, mm-hmm. series regulars, and and, mm-hmm. and recurring players, and that everybody got overlooked. And this is here's another here's another performance that got overlooked. You know what I'm saying? And maybe they thought yeah. there wasn't there wasn't enough of that kind of uh, behavior from uh, par- the Paris character, and it was like too much of this. But I mean, you cannot deny the skill level of these actors. I mean, it's, it's just as good as it gets. So anyway, so I want to discuss how they, sh- how I think Jamie Babbitt decided to shoot that, uh, yes, that yes. Paris crying scene. Yes, yes. Sorry, okay. we got so, so sidetracked. One thing that is so, so incredibly difficult is to break down to that degree in front of a camera in a scene. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do. You need to have a skill set that's finely honed um, and an instrument that's finely tuned yourself, right? So so to do that on a in front of a camera several different times from several different camera angles is daunting. Yes. Yes. It's like, well, you got to do it in the master shot. Now we're going to, you know, take 20 minutes and set up this camera over here so we can catch your left profile and then the right profile. We're going to set up another. And you yes, got to keep. Right. So what I think Jamie Babbitt did, and I think she, I definitely think she did, is she shot, um, she did dual cameras. over. So she shot two cameras at the same time. It's hard to do it if it's cameras facing each other because then you see the other cameras, right? So, So it had to be angled in a certain way so that, and it's always because I was in this situation yesterday on this show where I said, oh, listen, this is a big scene and it's a highly emotional scene. And the DP had already taken care of it. He'd already read. He'd already anticipated that, you know, I'm not going to make Scott do this 10, ten times. times. Right. I'm going to he's going to do it once or twice and we're going to cover it. Mm-hmm. And so he designed a shot a camera sequence and a camera positioning that allowed me to do that. Thank you, Eric. Smart. Yes. It makes sense. Yes. That makes sense because Mm -hmm. that she could never, I, I mean, I'm sure someone could, but I just feel like the reason that scene was so amazing Mm -hmm. is you're right. We probably got, we probably are watching the first time, second time she did it. Right. And I will say like, I think if a girl Forget the C-SPAN part, but a girl sleeps with her boyfriend and then doesn't get into the college of her dreams. That is exactly what would happen. You're oh, sure. Crying on a stair in oh, a stairwell yeah. with your oh, best God, friend. Yeah. It just felt like, yep. Yeah. And you're all confused and you don't know what the hell. Life has no meaning. What am I doing? Right. And I think her thinking she didn't get into Harvard because she slept with him is really what a teenager would think. She definitely didn't get the credit for how good she was it, throughout the series, but in this episode, I was like, mm-hmm. wow. This episode was, she was stunning. Yeah. It was stunning. This episode was stunning. My, yeah, my I cried. Fa- I cried. My favorite so far, because it was the perfect uh, perfect balance of uh, um, emotional uh, impact and humor. And that's what I want from it. I want to feel, I want to, you know, I don't necessarily want to tear up all of it place but i want to feel for these characters <laughs> yeah. and i want to have some chuckles you know yeah. 
I want to be delighted and surprised and moved. And it does all those things. It's a beautiful episode. Absolutely beautiful episode. Bravo to Amy Sherman Palladino. Bravo to Jamie, Jamie Babbitt, who uh, we had a Nick, we had a nickname for Jamie Babbitt. She, she used to like, we called her take it, take. She, she did a lot of takes sometimes, you know, she did, she, she, she did 30 takes. Scripty too. Don't forget scripty. Scripty and take it and take. Yeah. So 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 Jamie loved to do a lot of coverage. Okay. And that I think that's to her credit because I think the demands from the editors of that show were like, you know, you know, the the, the first episode you did, we didn't have enough we you didn't shoot enough coverage and we didn't have enough stuff to 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 build a scene around. So just give us more than we need. And I think that was the uh the dictate coming from on high. Um, you know, the Jess walk and talk before I pushed him into the lake. That was a Jamie Babbitt episode. Oh, we did, wow, we, yeah. we did 30 takes of that. Oh my God. We did 30 takes of that walk and talk yeah. before I pushed him. We did one or two takes of that. Yeah. The, of I think push. Milo told us two, right. right. But, but we you did, did the other part. Wow. Thir- 30 times. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's a great episode. It's just a great it's show. It's a great it's episode. It's just a great show. So my notes are telling me uh, there's, there wasn't a lot in this week that, that sort of stood out. So the, in the cold open, I, I asked myself what book Lorelai was reading at the top of this episode. And it's I'm with the band that tell all by Pamela DeBars. Remember Rory referred to Lorelai as Pamela DeBars when Zach yes. was hitting on her and Lorelai out of water. Yes. That's the book. Okay. Number two clown pillow in the scene oh. when Rory and Paris are on the phone with Headmaster Charleston. Good eye, okay? good eye. So there you go. A best line, uh, according to notes, is Rory's dragging Paris off the stage after her speech. Pack your chastity belt, Gilmore. You're going <laughs> to Harvard. <laughs> and Jamie did such a great job. And it's like, directing is like, it's knowing where to put the camera. Yeah, and I think yeah. she put the camera in every best position in every single part of every scene. So I really saw her talent run amok in this episode. Um, so when you get that combined with the great script and the great acting, it's like, hello. Perfect, perfect, w- perfect way to spend 40 minutes on Netflix. And not for nothing. Right. Female director. I like it. Oh, she was she was great. She's super smart and super soulful, and and she's just a wonderful talent. Um, I love it. So bravo for the whole thing. Anyway, uh, I guess that's it, right? Let's wrap. What's this. next week? Yeah. God, what's next week? God, I don't even know. What is it? Next episode is the tales, a tale of pose and fire. Wait a minute, a tale of pose and fire. Wow. <laughs> Season three, episode 17. Oh, I know it's I know this episode. I know this episode. A oh, tale of Poe's, as in Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, <laughs> and fire. All right, everybody. Oh. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Tara. Thank uh, you. Thank you, Amy. I love I'll work this on, discussion. I'll work on my interrupting as I interrupt you. I'll work on my interrupting. I'm, I'm, supposed, to, I'm supposed to stop doing it. I'm working on it. Who's telling you to stop doing it? Uh, everybody, but also, um, <laughs> really the best Instagram ever. Tell somebody me. wrote, cause you know, I read all the comments. Somebody yeah. wrote for the yeah. love of God, Amy, stop interrupting or something like that. <laughs> I get so excited. I apologize. Cause but I hear so much and I want to hear, I want to converse. It's I like, love, I love the back and forth. I, w- w- we don't have to stop interrupting. Why? Okay. All right. Fine. Okay. Fine. I'll take the, I'll take the heat on the Look, well, No, I'll take the heat because now I'm saying I want the interrupting. 
So now yeah, because we get so excited, we want to like, but what about this? What about this? So, yeah, right. We, we don't want to forget. We want to make our points, you know? I'll try and take a breath. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, scottyp.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, scottyp.com, grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Who doesn't love shopping at Target? Did you know the all-new Target Circle is the free and easy way to get the most deals at Target? And when you pay with your Target Circle card, you can save an extra 5% your way every day. But wait. There's more. Now you've got a new way to save with Target Circle 360. With unlimited same-day delivery, Target Circle 360 is the fastest way to get your order to your door or someone else's. Right now, sign up for Target Circle 360 for just $49 for your first year of membership. That's $50 off the regular price. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. For 5% discount, restrictions apply. See program rules in-store or at Target.com slash CircleCard. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.